Um, okay, all right. Hey, great. We're recording now. Cool. Welcome back to Team Cockroach, your podcast about the good place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Schur. I am Andrew Pontius, and let me introduce my co-host, Javier Matusevich. Hello. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello, Rachel Adelman. Hi, everyone. And hello to Sarah Gardner. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, so this week we are talking about uh, season four, episode 12 called Patty. Um, and I'm actually going to say something that we don't usually say in these episodes anymore because we've forgotten about it, um, that this is a spoiler zone. Um, we are going to be talking about the episode and all of its details and lots of other episodes probably from this season and all other seasons. So if you don't want to be spoiled about any of those things, you should probably w stop watching, stop listening now. Yeah, definitely stop watching me if you're watching me That's right, right. <laughs> If you're watching, just stop that right away. My God. You just stop. <laughs> That's creepy. Okay, so in this episode, uh, Team Cockroach is arriving by balloon in the official good place. Uh, Janet leads the humans to a gala that is a mishmash of all their different wishes for what they want out of an ideal party, while the good place committee tricks Michael into legally committing to run the good place instead of them, and then they scamper away. So Chidi finds uh, Hypatia, Hypatia, I've already forgotten how to pronounce it, of Alexandria, um, played by Lisa Kudrow of uh, uh, Friends and other stuff. And she tells them that the endless perfection of The Good Place is causing everyone's brains to rot. So this causes a bunch of panic in the team. And so they regroup at the party where Jason tells them that even go-karting with monkeys is getting old. And that causes them to, to think, oh my God, we've got to do something due to that situation. So they batter on some ideas and Eleanor eventually reinvents the concept of death. And so she announces it at the gala to all the old timers and they cheer and everybody's happy. So the next morning, I think it's the next morning. I, I didn't quite understand what the timeline was. Uh, Team Cockroach disperses to their individual dream homes, including Jason in a stupid Nix and Eleanor and Chidi relaxing on the couch in front of a glorious, either a sunrise or a sunset. I don't remember exactly which one. And so that's kind of it. Everybody goes off into the sunset and happy at the end of the episode. So what do people think of this episode? I have conflicting thoughts about the episode because on the one hand, I love that the, the committee is being taken out of the equation because I never liked them. And mm -hmm. I always felt like it wasn't a really, it was going to be an issue for the plot if we we're going to continue having them. But on the other hand, they displayed a lot of cunning in this episode, which I didn't expect them to have. So do I want them to be accurate as characters or do I want them to banish which one I want the most? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe this was their scheme the whole time. Maybe that's why they were just willing to go along with anything to let people into the good place last week because they just wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah. I think my initial watch of the episode differed from my repeat watches. At first, I thought, well, this is, this is just, it just felt like a run up to the final. Like, if this was the end of everything, if it ended here, I wouldn't have been satisfied. But uh, then when I rewatched, I realized how much actual stuff is going on this week, and I'm happier with that. Um, plus, I really 
I did not expect to see Lisa Kudrow, and that was a nice, <laughs> a nice little thing. She was perfect. <laughs> it was pretty random, right? I mean, they've they've done other cameos by other people, but this was yeah, this was a little unusual. Um, so we can go through maybe a little more detail, kind of what goes on in this episode. So they do get to the the good place, um, and it's another kind of nicely terraced, nicely. Uh, uh, there's like a big garden and and other stuff going on there, so it looks very nice. But then they go to what do they do? They go to to the party. Well, they go to this room first, which uh, has sort of uh, stuff in it that's all about you know perfect experiences. I think. Um, yeah. So first, um, Janet has to sign in, right. and mm-hmm. it seems like there's some anxiety for her and for Michael not quite knowing where their place is in the good place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, once Janet signs in, she's able to kind of be their guide to know what and where everything is. Now that they're there, um, they walk into a big, I don't know, lobby of some kind. Yeah, kind of lobby, lobby room sort of. Yeah, yeah. and it has uh, little quick jokes like um, ring pops that let you understand Twin Peaks if you suck on them or like something you can sniff that's like a grandma hug or... um, (laughs) right. The nice things people say about you behind your back. Uh, all right, of yeah. these I would use. I'm glad they came up with all of them, and I hope that they're for real. But um, Yeah, there was candy that gave you the energy of a 12-year-old or something like that. <laughs> I found that one away somewhere because I don't think I would want it, but okay, that's something that could maybe be useful for Jason. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, then once they go through the lobby, they're ready for um, the party scenario where they're supposed to have a party completely catered to their personalities. Um, But since they all walk in at the same time, it's a mishmash of everyone. Although it seems to be more Jason and Eleanor than everybody else. Yeah. Although there are people reading. I think that's the cheaty part. Yeah. And a giant ice swan. I'm assuming that's for Tahani. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But before that, we we get the um, they meet the committee and uh, Michael is ushered away, and uh, I got this feeling when that moment happened. I, I got the feeling that they they were really in a test because whenever you split a character off, something something weird is going to happen. Well, I was thinking it's a trap, right? It's it's a trap. Don't go with them. It's a trap. And it was yeah, a trap. Yeah, it felt completely like a trap because Michael was completely scared of being in the good place. He thought that he was going to be vaporized and then everyone's so nice and they, they split him off. And that that sounded like a trap completely. Well, like a gazelle, like you want, like the, the, the lions want to split off a gazelle from the herd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And, um... It pulled uh, the wool completely over my eyes because I didn't expect what was going to happen, and uh, I thought that that part was nice. I guess I like that. I like that I, I didn't predict what was going to happen on the episode. Uh, I had a point with this, anyway. <laughs> well, they go back and forth between sort of this committee meeting with Michael and the party, and so you find out first from the committee meeting that something bad has happened when they, you know, they, 
they make Michael sign. I knew when they made him sign that was going to be something bad. Yeah. He knew it. So he gets a couple of jokes about what kind of signature he's going to use. Um, but then, yeah, you, you know they're going to get him. So he's wandering around these empty rooms looking at all of the failures on the, on the whiteboards and everything else that they've been trying to do while the party is still going on. And they haven't necessarily – the people at the party haven't necessarily figured out the things are wrong yet. I think Jason's gone off to do his thing and Chidi and Elder are going to meet um, Hypatia. Um, and that's Lisa Kudrew. And, um, so there's a bunch of things back and forth about Chidi being really nervous and really intense with Patty calls herself Patty at this point. Um, so there's, you know, so that's a bit of, a bit of fun that we get. And then, then she actually winds up saying, you know, no, you gotta, you gotta help us. Things are, things are bad. So that's, you know, that's kind of the first real high stakes that we get for this thing. We know, Michael's running the place, but of course we don't know why that's bad yet because he's always wanted to run places, right? He's the architect, sure. Yeah. But then, oh, it's actually going really bad. So, and then the, 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 so does anybody have any thoughts so far on it? Do we all think that they kind of regress the characters a bit in the episode? I, I had a, that sort of feeling. Michael thought about um, rebooting people again, and um, Eleanor was. Uh, back in her Arizona self for some moments and uh, Jason with the go-karts and um, Tahani with the, the jokes, which... The, the tall jokes, yeah. yeah. She's been gleaning pretty hard on that recently. Very hard in this episode. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I feel like they've regressed them or if they just kind of allowed... They feel like they can fully be themselves now. But isn't the point that they're better now? I still think they're better, but it's like really who they are i don't know if the whole point is that they they supposedly aren't that that sort of people again if if they're now just now being their true selves then aren't they still the, the people that deserve to go to the bad place yeah i get what you're saying so basically the things that we've been told would make them happy now in the actual good place are the things that would have made them happy back on earth before yeah. they made all these changes. But they also didn't get into the good place entirely because they changed. Not They ha definitely have gotten better, but the reason they got into the good place is they figured out the new system. So yeah. they sure. saved everybody. So... Right. They were, they were heroes. Mm -hmm. They were not perfect perfection, and, yeah. but they were heroes. Yeah. Yeah, sure, that's that's fair, but I, I don't know, it didn't sit right with me. And um, for example, Tahani talked about how she could say those things now because she's in a good place. <laughs> right. And that that completely lampshade the whole thing. It's like, yeah, they're kind of assholes now. What's going on here? <laughs> and then they split Michael off, and I'm like, this is a trap. I, I that that's what they I tried to say earlier. I I just remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if if they didn't have foibles anymore, would they even be all that much fun to to listen to to watch? Um, I you know, I'm I'm fine with them being still kind of flawed because otherwise they would like they just wouldn't be that much fun. So, but but sure, it's well, and we'll we'll get to it. So the you know the, sort of the the whole it felt like a big change from episode to episode. You know, it's not, it wasn't like. A... A progressive thing that you get used to. It was like they pull the the rug yeah. out of our, out of our eyes, and suddenly 
they're the same people basically again. Yeah. Except that they have their relationships and stuff, but beyond that, they they seem to be like so much back further than than they were like an episode before. So that's that made it feel uncomfortable. Well, sort of the next thing that kind of happens is they they really kind of get into the problems with the good place and it has to do with people kind of brains going to mush because they're they're there forever and they don't they can't really exercise their minds anymore because they don't they feel like they need to be there forever and that's just making them deteriorate which now that i'm trying to explain it in sort of isolation kind of makes a little less sense than it did when i was watching the show but we we can talk about it um so patty patty's mind is is in trouble and then they meet someone else called oh i have it written down paltabal and who was who helped people in ancient phoenicia and he's just totally a zombie and so they're like well we have to we have to fix that um and this is really, you know, characters were kind of the same as they've always been or they the, the way they've been the last couple of years. And so that wasn't really a, a difference. But the big thing that was different this time around was, oh, we've got to fix the real good place. And the thing that made me a little uncomfortable, and we can maybe start with that with a discussion, is that they kind of fixed it in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they, they came up, again, like I said, the recap, Eleanor reinvents the concept of death like in like 20 seconds and everybody is okay with it. And then they mention it to everyone at the party and everyone at the party just kind of cheers right away. And I'm like, whoa, you guys just dealt with, you know, a whole bunch of, it felt like they dealt with the kind of philosophical complexities that in earlier episodes they had spent more time on and actually uh, done good service to in a much more sitcom-y way than they've ever done before. And that was what didn't sit right with me in this episode that they took something, which is actually a pretty good idea. This idea that, yeah, p- people can't, can't enjoy eternity because minds just human minds aren't set up for it. And then they just solved it with the snap of their fingers. Um, so what, what did people think of that kind of twist to things? Yeah. It did seem like kind of a shortcut where, how about this idea? Okay, sure. Great. And then everyone's just on board. Um, I don't know. They've struggled a lot longer with a lot lesser things. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a really good solution, and I would like it if they came up with it after struggling with it for a full episode. <laughs> but it just doesn't feel earned or something. Right. right. It, doesn't, it doesn't feel earned. That was the big thing. They, the, and just the idea that you're reintroducing death to people who have already been like half an eternity, like that would be a, I, you know, it's a comedy, okay. But like you would think that it would be a more painful thing to get used to again and the people wouldn't recover right away. Like there, there are ways they could have made this more difficult and more quote unquote realistic, I guess, that they just didn't do. Like everyone just cheered right away like that. Would you really cheer right away when somebody says, hey, we can let you die? It just doesn't seem like – doesn't seem – yeah, I guess earned is really the best way to put it. So uh, I think I'll, the difficult yeah. will happen next week because it's going to be super sad. <laughs> We're all just going to cry next week. <laughs> it's us who have to live with it. <laughs> right. So I think now that they've reintroduced death. So the idea was before that all of our lovely characters would then somehow they would tell us how they lived the rest of their afterlife. But now they're going to tell us how each of our beloved characters lives for a certain amount of time in the afterlife and then goes through the door. Like that's going to be the end of their story is that they actually die. Yeah. I think that's, that's what they're going to be so sad. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm a sucker. So I'm going to cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
And they could also show how all of the other characters, like the the, the newbies that came in this year. Right. The people that we've forgotten about for like a month. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And maybe even Jen will decide, you know, hey, I've been doing this for billions of billions of years. I'm tired of it. I want to go away. One way they could go is to have everybody sort of live the rest of their life and then really die. And, you know, will that take up an hour and a half? I don't know, but it's a possibility. I wonder if, and, you know, not getting too far out of this episode and into the next, but I wonder if we're going to have little um, asides with characters we've already seen and not necessarily ones we've spent a lot of time with, just ones that have meant something throughout the series, like family members or um, just... What is this going to look like for people coming into the good place from now on, even if they're strangers? And then do we focus back on the main people? Um, I don't know. I I do think that maybe they were trying to uh, figure out which part of which plot lines was we're going to go into which episodes. And so I'm wondering if, you know, this whole season is just it's it's got a map. It's mapped out somewhere where they're like, OK, now we have to do this and this and this and this. So this week is just the one where they figured out death again. <laughs> well, they figured out the good place. And, and again, I've talked about it in the past, this idea that it's really hard to actually envision a perfect place for people to be. And this is kind of the same thing. Like, and I even talked before, like, you know, eternity is, is you can't even grasp it. You can't even grasp eternity. And so you might have thought that the people who invented the good place would have found a way to make eternity palatable for human minds because that's what it's about it's about being perfection and this episode says well these writers couldn't do that either so they'll make it a problem instead and <laughs> you know that's that's as decent a solution as any yeah the original group whoever that created the real good place didn't have an answer for it but these four people can come up with something <laughs> right away <laughs> Well, they have gone through more than, I guess, your average people. I mean, they've yeah. lived these, these giant yeah. lives. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody pointed out that the Good Place Committee had never been humans, and it took a human right. to figure that out. So they, that was their hand-wavy explanation of <laughs> explaining that. Yeah. Well, I did like that callback to the Eleanor line where she talked mm-hmm. about how Every every person is is kind of a little bit sad all the time. You know that rings true. That that's true about people, and and I like that they brought that a bit of a weightier aspect to it into this episode and into that previous episode where they did that. Um, again, it was just kind of over in a flash. So, but that you know we, we haven't necessarily gone through the, the the remaining steps of the episode, but there isn't really that much more to talk about in this episode. That's really basically it. You know, they go back to the party, they tell everybody they're going to die, everybody cheers, and then they and they go on. And there isn't necessarily that much to talk about, about the, the details of it. I will say that I feel sad for Janet, because it seems like in The Good Place, Janet is relegated to just providing whatever anyone wishes for. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have her own. And that's such a sad resolution for a character that has seen a lot of growth. Um, and that can't be it for Janet. There's got to be something else. Yeah. It would be nice if she had like an episode where they went over what happens to her and what else she does. Like what's her version of paradise? What what would right. she like? Yeah. And maybe it's getting nobody anything ever. 
The the one thing that I noticed on my rewatch that I thought was a little strange was that they had Janet's in the good place because when they first got there, they're thinking of things and they just like appear on their heads yeah. and in their pockets. And then we see this Janet having to give this guy mm, everything he wishes for. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I thought even if he just thinks about it, the good place just puts it there. It just kind of confused me. Even Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell got magically put there. They didn't have to ask Janet for Taco Bell. <laughs> I guess the Janet is like a, a concierge service. You can either fetch yourself your own Taco Bell and you can have the Every best day, yeah. Taco Bell uh, chosen for you by a Janet, like um, <laughs> a, 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 yeah. an AI, a, a virtual assistant, like uh, Siri, basically. Maybe. <laughs> I will only eat Taco Bell brought to me by Janet now. Yeah, that would probably be be better. Yeah, um, of course, it also brings up matters which I'm sure this show isn't going to handle, like matters of class, right? Yeah. Like there, there's the the elite who are the ones who are served, and then there's the underclass who serve them, even in heaven, right? That's probably not where they were trying to go with this. Yeah, especially since all of Chidi's heroes are in the bad place because of slavery. Of slavery, yeah, yeah. That was a nice. That was a nice call out. Janets aren't human. They're some sort of weird amalgamation sure. of something. <laughs> yeah, that's when we around that. Yeah, they, they they're basically robots, but not a uh, robot. Officially advanced robots that can become into human-like, which means that they're basically human. Mm-hmm. Which lands in the ethical question again. <laughs> when if again you want to put their feet to the fire, you know one of the ways that people on our planet say that it's all right to have an underclass that serves you is to denigrate their humanity. So, yeah, again, this is probably not a direction the show wants to go. This is the show that lets you think about all that stuff, though. (laughs) And monkeys with go-karts. And and monkeys, and then what else did he do? He did a couple of different... um... Hippos. Draculas with (laughs) jetpacks. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one I wanted to see. I will tell you, and, you know, this goes out to whoever is listening, which is maybe dozens of people. I am petrified of <laughs> monkeys. There would never be a monkey in my good place. Wow, wow. So, okay. yeah, no. Nope, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> well, have you ever ridden a go-kart? No, I haven't done that either. Okay. So that sounds yeah. just awful. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's your, that's what they would put you in in the in the faux good place. Yeah. When Michael was running it for to that's torment right. people. Yep. Now I know what to expect my first go round. And this is, I think uh, Javier has mentioned it in the past that, you know, when the good place in sort of maybe the first season or two where they didn't necessarily have the budget or the time to show all of these strange worlds that they were making off offhand jokes about. And then they showed us like the time knife and things like that. And this was kind of going back to earlier seasons where they didn't have the time to actually show it to you. So they just got to describe it to you, you know, and Jason mentioning all of these crazy scenarios and we didn't see it. And it was better that we didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> we did get to see a giant flying puppy. So Aww. That's true. That's true. Did someone mention a giant? Is that a callback to something? I think it probably is. I don't know. Michael said he never thought of it before. You never thought of it. Yeah, true. He was mad at himself that he hadn't thought of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, they did sort of have an unintentionally flying puppy in the first season when they kicked that puppy into the sun. Into the sun. (laughs) Yep. Although that was intentional, really, in the end, because that was part of it. Yes. But we didn't know that at the time. We didn't know that then, nope. So what else else am I missing? What else about anything about the plot, anything about the the scenarios that they put people in? 
Chidi is the only one who gets to meet someone he's actually mm, wanting to meet. Right. And that's mm-hmm. because there haven't been any new people into the good place in like 500 years. So right. his heroes are old enough that he could possibly meet one of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, they just had Stone Cold's bedpan that for some reason Eleanor's first instinct was to smell. Smell it. Yes, yes. Weird. I kind of missed that. That was, that was not great. That was, I don't know why she would do that, <laughs> but she did. They got some more use out of the shrimp dispenser. That will never not be funny. <laughs> yeah, although that party, like the room that they held that party in was actually fairly like a uh, low rent room. Like yeah. that seemed like <laughs> the kind of room you would hold like a a, a community community center. <laughs> Yeah, like it just, you know, like they had a, it was like a mansion when Tahani first held her party in the faux good place. But it was the hotel that Jason had his prom in. And traffic court. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I heard him say something like that, but I missed the the context of it. Yeah, they were in the Jacksonville Super Suites or something like that. (laughs) Ballroom was where they were. Okay. Because that's where. You would think, though, that. Tahani would just balk at that when she walked through the door. <laughs> Old Tahani would have. This Tahani appreciates Jason. <laughs> to a degree. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it felt pretty <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> well, and they, and they only showed, and again, it's probably more budget, but like there were maybe like 50 to 100 people in that room. And it kind of felt like at times they were saying, this is all the people in the good place. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably not. I would hope that it wasn't, it was more than 100 people back then, but uh, I guess. I, guess yeah. I liked that there was a concept of the doors that you could go into um, and just imagine up whatever you needed because that kind of filled the yeah. the need for being told but not shown, which is what made the good place like as a concept work so well for all these seasons. So you still need those doors that like you can't see beyond them. Um I, I'm glad that they did that because there were just so many things that they wouldn't have been able to do in that conference room. So it's official there's a holodeck in the good place. Yeah. Yep. Even still the doors looked like they had like uh, wrapping paper, like for gifts on them. It didn't look like a very official door. It felt very put in like uh, last minute, which was kind of weird. It, it didn't, it meshed very well with the community center aesthetic, but it also helped to to feel like it, it was suddenly very low budget, which was weird. Well, they had to spend all that money on the on the balloon this time around, yeah. The flying poppy. Yeah. You do the joke machine, and then if we don't get to it during the joke machine, maybe we can talk, wrap up by uh, talking about what we think is going to happen in the next uh, next couple episodes. We, we talked a little bit about it, but maybe maybe predictions. We'll, we'll end off with predictions. So what did people think was funny about this episode? I, I liked all of... Um... Patty's attempts to make words and think book man, think book read man, and uh, <laughs> yeah. all her talks about maths. Is this a math on maths on my shirt or is it an S? <laughs> yeah. Piles of numbers, I think, was one yeah. of her ways of describing math. Yeah. And all the milkshakes. Yeah. <laughs> Would a stardust uh, milkshake actually taste good? I don't think so, right? I don't know. I've never tasted stardust. <laughs> mm. 
one of the um, whiteboard ideas that they had to make the good place better, besides the mini donuts in regular size, which was funny, um, right. was to wait until Beyonce got there and ask her to fix it. Oh, <laughs> which nice. It's just another callback to... To Honey just to perpetually bringing Beyonce up. (laughs) I liked when Eleanor was asking Patty about how you get the of after your name. Yes. Like, is it just somewhere you hang out a lot? Is she Eleanor of the Cheesecake Factory bar? (laughs) I liked um, Chidi's, like, conniption over how to pronounce her name. Hypatia, Hupatia, all the different varieties. (laughs) Yep. I like Michael's chosen signature the the middle middle school girl with crush and sake from with the heart on the eye yeah. Hmm. yeah oh i also liked that um michael conjured the weed and then later smoked it yep nice consistency within the episode <laughs> yeah and uh, Eleanor's reaction to seeing Michael in the robe was that like did they sort you into hufflepuff <laughs> And she tried to get a, a, a acknowledgement from Chidi, and Chidi wasn't having any of it. Nope. <laughs> that was was fun. The um, Phoenician man saying he would have killed for a vaccine, and it's crazy that you guys just don't like them now. Uh, yeah, that was that was nice, sharp but nice. But yeah, Tahani's response being that she had a spin instructor named Phoenicia. I like the Eleanor saying that it's the Instagram ad of parties. Yeah. It, it was also what uh, undersold the, the actual party, but maybe that happens with Instagram products too. So maybe it's accurate. Right. Um, and then, yeah, there are all the, all the, um, all the philosophers in the bad place. So, you know, Aristotle, nope, he's in the bad place. Socrates, nope. Too annoying, loud chewer. Okay. <laughs> but then Plato, nope, slavery again. So, uh, I, I like that they let Jason DJ the party at the end. <laughs> he was DJ music again. Well, wasn't there a whole, I mean, there's a whole thing in one of the earlier, earliest episodes when they were going over his time on earth where he was trying to DJ a party and he was just really bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly he's good at DJing. All right. Okay. Maybe you can be good at whatever you want in the good place. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's quite possible. Janet was very proud of him. That was she was excited. That was her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like this line, but I am happy it gave Tahani something to do in that Eleanor asked her to chat people up and learn sure. about them and then come back and make fun of them together. <laughs> which didn't seem like it was really in the spirit of the good place. But otherwise <laughs> Tahani would have had nothing to do and everyone else was off doing their own things. So yeah. I like Tahani's line about feeling like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz because she was so much taller than everyone else. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Well, and she's also the one who diagnosed that um when the new people start coming in from the better system, it would be like cosmic Coachella. Oh, and w- w- we learned another one of Tahani's many godparents is the clock, Big it's Ben. The actual that clock. That was a yeah. strange line. Just, just no explanation for that at all. Just, yep, that's it. I like Jason's conversation about uh, his doctor and how his brain is smooth as an egg. <laughs> oh yeah oh poor jason and, and then he called eleanor a smooth brain later because she said yeah. something yep. he didn't like <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And when uh, when Micah was getting the the ceremony, like getting the new robe and the the whatever the, the medallion was, he said, "Now I know what Mary Lou Retton felt like," which seemed like an odd thing to say, but okay. Then he approaches the gang and he's like, "The committee is me. I am committee. It's I'm me." Committee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the the brain rot is already hitting him. They broke Michael. <laughs> Not that hard, actually. Not all that hard. Nope. At least he didn't have, we didn't have to get full into Michael having another midlife crisis. They re- referenced it. We didn't have to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They, they did make some callbacks. Like when he was, when he was all groovy, when he had smoked the weed, that really did feel like a callback to that episode. But, um, and, the, and they actually, Eleanor mentioned it specifically, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was kind of fun to see him doing that. Um, Oh, um, when they first got there and Chidi thought Michael looked a little sick, he said, you could probably go ahead and throw up. It'll probably just be butterflies or something. Hmm. Right. I like the Chidi's questions for Hypatia, like why and how? <laughs> right. I'm not sure those would be the best questions, but okay. That's what he wants <laughs> to ask. He can go ahead and ask them. <laughs> I know when Janet was like a uh, couple of Janet lines when she was signing in. And she's like, I was born to do this. Oh, not born. Um, uh, maybe had to be there. I'm not saying all that well. But then the other one was when once she knew everything about the the good place, she said, in a nutshell, it slaps. <laughs> Which, okay. So she got a few good ones too. It's funny about um, this episode showed me how much easier it is to believe something bad than something good. Like, I don't think that the show was... Uh, much more flippant than the in other episodes but now that everything is great and perfect and the good place is like fantastic i immediately had like a, a reaction like this is a tv show they took me out of um of the situation and uh, i'm sure that uh, when sean said that there were flattening penises and in, in hell i didn't bat an eye to that so that's that's interesting how we're programmed too to believe that the bad thing is going to happen instead of the good thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I felt that way too. I mean, I mentioned it a little bit before, but if this were the finale, it would not have been a satisfying finale, even though it ends happily and we get to see everybody be happy. Like, there there has to be more than this, and you know that going in, um, which is what makes, I think, the next three half hours... There's a lot riding on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So let's let's talk about what we think is going to happen. And do we have any more ideas about what we think might happen? I, mean, I think I gave my my shot there about you know, we're going to see how everybody lives and how everybody chooses to die at the end. Um, what do other people think? I think they're going to have to do something interesting with Michael and Janet because I I don't necessarily think either of them can effectively choose their own demise um janet because she's not human and michael because he's got a job now that like he can't die because he has a job yeah (laughs) then i'm not going to be unemployed never if only that were true sarah you know like real life (laughs) i'm gonna live forever yeah forever so the I mean, my thought is that th- those two have to, like, watch their friends leave, which that's uh, hard. Not a whole lot of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I get this feeling that maybe uh, Jason will stay 
he's so smooth brain anyway that I don't think he can get bored with the, such a big universe. There's so much to explore. and He's already gotten bored with this universe. Yeah, yeah but he, he's gotten <laughs> bored with like uh, one one particular aspect one of the thing, universe. Sure. But sure, sure. He has a lot of a lot to do, and he has someone to to come along that's not going to get bored. Not unlike uh, that's true, unlike GD and unlike um, Eleanor. So I think he has a shot at uh, eternity. <laughs> you know, I wonder if these of our friends are the first people that ever came into the good place and had friends. Because if people were only coming every. 50 or 100 years, even when they were getting people, if nobody arrived at the same time and everybody else was dull and happy-brained already, you wonder if that's part of why it's boring, because nobody ever made any relationships. Well, can you, I mean, can you procreate in the good place? Can you have descendants? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah? Because you're not really in your old bodies anymore. No, I mean, apparently you can have orgasms all the time, but (laughs) even if you were a virgin on earth is what, um, what's his name said. (laughs) Yeah. The physiology doesn't seem too much like what happens on earth. (laughs) After all, if you pee, it just comes flying out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure I needed to know that part. Evaporates instantly. So they at least have some bodily functions in the good place. So weird. I will say that Chidi and Eleanor just being happy is pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't, yeah, it, it did feel like, like they, they put out all the stops this time, right? Like they put him in front of this gorgeous, it was either a sunrise or a sunset. I should know which, but I don't offend, you know, and so, you know, having them, this, this these, all these markers of what it's like to be happy. But if you don't feel they earned it, and I know we've talked about this in the past that we don't necessarily feel like this is the... This is the real deal that uh, they can do all that stuff and it still doesn't make it something that you're super gratified to see. So, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of boring. <laughs> I would have rather seen Jason and Janet be happy. In the, in the what is it, Stupid Nick's place? Yeah. yeah. Does you know? J- Janet have yeah. to live in Stupid Nick's forever? Know, did did right? her void yeah. come with her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all righty. Any other guesses as to what might be going on? I, I do think we'll have to see like the iteration of the good place once they've put it in motion yeah. and, you know, have new people come in, have us recognize some of those new people from before, um, see how it all adapts. Yep. I don't necessarily think they're going to throw too many wrenches into the system. It'll be more like reflective, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I kind of, I do hope there aren't like three more bottle episodes, right? Three more self-contained, individually sort of hastily done conflicts resolution, conflict resolution, conflict resolution. I do hope they take advantage of the fact that they've got an hour and a half to do something. But given the fact that they haven't necessarily been doing anything all that big for the last couple of episodes, uh, I guess we'll see. It's it in some ways this way. It's hard to de- it's hard to imagine not because. I don't have any imagination of what they could do. It's more hard to imagine given how they've been handling things the last couple of episodes, which is not great, but again, I'm willing to willing to see it up. Yeah. In my head, and I could have it wrong, these are three half hour episodes and not one hour and a half yeah, episode. Yeah. I think they might do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have them explore uh, some, some sort of conclusion in, in a single episode because... This episode definitely felt rushed at parts. 
and I don't want that to happen again. And if they split it into three, then that's a chance that's going to happen. So maybe use the time. I find it interesting that we're kind of going into this finale the same way we've gone into the last couple of season finales where they've sort of wrapped everything up already. I mean, well, we know there's going to be an hour and a half and something uh, more to get yeah. into, but kind of all the storylines that we had going have all sort of been wrapped up. And yep. now it's like it they're not jumping off for a new season. So what's going to happen in this final hour and a half? Maybe it's a backdoor pilot. <laughs> no, please. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sure that after it's over, we'll we'll as a group reflect on the series as a whole and come from just when everybody's mind was just blown at the beginning of the first season to now. I'm just hoping it it ends on a a high enough note that it it's worth it to stick with it, which. There's been enough good episodes and characters that I liked. And I would say that overall, you know, I'm happy with the show. But, um, you know, it's it's always been trying to strive for those heights that it can't always reach. So, yeah, I want uh, more. I want a, a season one finale kind of conclusion. But I don't know that we're going to get that. Well, we can all hope for another week before we actually see it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that pretty much wraps things up. Uh, anything else before we uh, finish up? Nope. No, I don't think so. All right. I'd like to thank my co-host then, uh, Sarah Gardner. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Rachel Ottoman, thanks for being here. Thanks. Good night, everyone. And have a to switch. Um, thank you as well. Thank you all. And uh, see you next time. <laughs>